We want to take a second to thank Area F Clothing for sponsoring today's episode. Area F Clothing is an active, fun, and outdoor eco-conscious brand who offers organic alternatives and use recycled plastics in beanies, hoodies, and swimwear. Their production methods are also eco-conscious as they use eco-friendly inks and printers and items are created when ordered to cut down on waste. A really rad thing that Area F Island does is they plant a tree with every order and they invite you to plant a tree with them. You can feel good and look good at the same freaking time. You can pick up a shirt just like this one right here. It's part of their brand new retro collection. So check them out now at www.areafislandclothing.com or check them out on their five-star Etsy shop. Also make sure to give them a follow on Instagram at areafislandclothing to stay up to date on new drops and sales. Thank you so much again to Area F Island Clothing for sponsoring today's episode. And friends, make sure to check them out. They've got really rad stuff and they're doing really great things for our planet. Thank you so much. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. I'm your host, Patrick Tarnowski, and with me is my co-host, the one and only Matt Reed. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the <laughs> Pat, I'm I'm just so excited for this episode. When you asked me to join join the podcast, I was like, "This is the band. This is the band I want. It's number one on my list." And and you, you graced me with it, so I'm excited for this episode. I know, Matt. You like brought it to me. You're like, "How about how about the Fantastic Plastic?" This is the like, one. Get him, go get him, Tiger. And he did. And we're did. here. <laughs> so today we have Tyson <laughs> and Miranda from the band Plastic, the Fantastic Plastics. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Hello. Greetings. Hello. 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 Greetings. We're here. <laughs> We're here. I'm, I like, I'm just so enamored with like how colorful everything is like on your end. It's so fantastic. Yeah. Like that is just so <laughs> awesome. It, it is the, the best thing I've gotten to look at while shooting a podcast. I'd have to say other than Matt, of course, of course, of course, of course. Of, of course, of course. So you guys, recently released your latest single machines do the work in late october tell us a bit about the song uh well um so good at this uh <laughs> it's all good it's all good well uh and feel free to edit any of this but uh i should say that we're <laughs> we're working on a new album and uh it's taking forever uh, sure. between our streaming schedule and everything else so what we've decided to do is basically drop a single every four to six weeks Mm-hmm. Um, although we're having some trouble uh, getting stuff scheduled for November and December, so uh, it doesn't matter. But so busy machines time the work, of the year. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize there's actually usually you can put us you can send a song to your digital distribution and you know within a week or two they can put it up. But uh, we ran into some delays, which is fine. So we've released four. Yes, four. Yeah. So machines do the work is our latest. It's our fourth single, mm-hmm. and um, the new album is going to be called Dimensions. And we thought it was a fun way to like, it, it has lots of meanings, but one way is we want to bounce around a little bit with the genre of new wave, which is our primary genre. And uh, Machines Do the Work is kind of musically like what we imagined it could sound like if Kraftwerk and the Ventures got together. And so it's kind of got this uh, sort of electronic industrial vibe with some surf guitar laid on top of it. And, uh, and some robot kind of vocal treatments yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think the lyrics are pretty self-explanatory you know it's just about life uh you know in the near future like what does it mean if we give up everything uh if we allow machines to do all the work <laughs> so right. sort of ask those questions you know is, are we free or less free when we get to that point <laughs> absolutely and uh, so this is it's funny that you you bring that up just i mean a lot of like a lot of your songs have that kind of content my wife especially is terrified of machines um it is it's one of the things that like i joke with her uh about 
a lot, but there is nothing more terrifying to her than like Terminator, like the machines taking over. Mm-hmm. And and there's this this is just random, but there's a, a new movie coming out uh with like I think it's called Megan. And it's like about this, like they adopt a, like a robot and she just goes psycho and starts killing people. And that literally nice. looks like she tells me it looks like the most terrifying movie like in the in, in the world. It's well, pretty scary because, yeah, if they start to develop, you know, they're <laughs> like an AI, they develop their own uh their own mind i guess at, at some point <laughs> so yeah there's been a few um recent news stories that are concerning the the most recent one is that san francisco now has uh decided to allow police robots to uh shoot to kill if needed uh, so that's a big step in either forward or backwards depending on which side of it you're on and then uh there's been several stories coming out of meta facebook and google that I, and I don't know, you know, a lot of it's headline clickbait, but that basically right. they don't fully understand how uh, artificial intelligence works uh, or the, how, how it's learning exactly and how fast it's learning and that, you know, it's developing its own personalities and things like that. So I think your your wife has every right to be scared. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is, like, is like the, was a face, Facebook meta verse or whatever, is that like actually a thing? Do people use that? Um, Anybody know? I think it's a novelty (laughs) more right now. The novelty. I mean, I know that like anything I've ever seen of it, it just kind of looks like you know the (laughs) we. But I I don't know if the Facebook metaverse. By the way, like I don't know how they could get away with that because it was basically like copywriting (laughs) air or whatever. Because there are there are several metaverses that exist and have for a long time. The, The most famous one would be Second Life. Uh, And and I think the second one would be VR chat. And so Facebook has just decided to brand something that already existed and change their whole company name based on that. And I don't think theirs is available yet. It's called Meta, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure like I am like, that's a thing. Like I like, (laughs) I'm not just like dreaming it. But I don't know if theirs exists like uh, outside of internal I like. I don't know if us as consumers today could go into their metaverse. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've I, literally. I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> I. I don't. I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> I mean, Facebook is already. I know. It's just gonna be people screaming. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, just a lot. Like just. It'd just be so loud, just a dust. I don't fire. understand punctuation when I talk. All my sentences run together, and I scream <laughs> loud opinions, and no one cares about why am I hitting this and why do dogs not? I don't know, just... I don't know like which your to use right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so okay. that's okay. <laughs> Pat, Pat does this every episode. So what? What I do? We, we get got, us we, off topic. We get off on movies, and then Pat loves his movies, and then I we do just like sit. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we should just have a movie question just to scratch that itch for you, Pat. Sure. But back on music, because that's why we're here. <laughs> we're yeah, here man. Uh, there's a third member of the Fantastic Plastics called named Chicken Burger Disco, who doesn't play live with you, but collaborates on video and music with. Um, could you kind of tell us a little bit how your process works with him now? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going to do all the talking. And That's I okay. I don't mean that to be the case. But uh, okay, so the band has kind of a long history. I won't. I won't re- uh, rewind everything. But Chicken Burger Disco is an original founding member of the band. Uh, his name is Dylan, by the way. And uh, the band started with him and I. He, he was on keyboard and I was on guitar. And then we still did the thing with backing tracks. We collaborated. We wrote together in person. Um, and then uh, Miranda uh, was still involved with the band. Then she was designing our costumes. And awesome. then uh, uh, Miranda was living in New York. I ended up moving to New York and uh, we got together. And uh, Chicken Burger Disco stayed back here with his family and kids. But we continued to write and collaborate. And, and so today, um, most of the songs are just through email. So he'll have an idea. I'll have an idea. We bounce them back and forth and then maybe... Uh, a few times a year we'll get together face to face to hash stuff out but 
we have a pretty streamlined way of going about it now. Yeah, it, he he does most of the drums and bass and um, a lot like some of the textural textures, keyboards yeah. and things like that. Um, that that that's more his role. But he also does a ton of stuff, video wise and art wise, okay. with us as well. So like on our stream, all of the like videos and commercials and and a lot of our music videos too were edited by him. So. And he invented protein. Yeah, that's what that thing is. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was like, what is that? Um, for the people listening, uh, go to YouTube. Because uh, that is incredible. Is that like Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm? I would hope we, so. We're not for, we, well, yeah, it could be. It could yeah. be. You can say whatever. There's so many yeah. muscular people. But let's <laughs> yeah. just go with Arnie. Uh, Pat, Pat yeah. I just got to say that I've, I've been in their stream quite a bit. And I, I love... I love them very much. So that didn't phase me at all. When there's an upside down flexing bicep, like slither walking or something like across the screen, like, yeah, that threw me for a loop for a second there. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I love it. We're so used to it, too. It was nice. It's interesting to hear it described. That's a perfect description. Actually. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it's. So you mentioned that like you moved to New York because you guys the the Fantastic Plastics formed in 2009 and and according to your website you teleported from Illinois to New York in 2012. So what was the purpose for the move in, to New York? Uh, it was for us to get together for love for love yes, yes. yes. love us. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. it. I mean, but it, but it was also a great place to, uh, so when we were, when Dylan and I, Chicken Burger Disc, whatever, uh, when we, when we were a band together in Champaign, yeah. I think maybe, maybe we started in 2009, but I don't think we really started playing shows till maybe 2010, 2011. It wasn't, it was probably about a year and a half. We were doing shows around Champaign, sure. uh, University of Illinois area. And then uh, the band really took off when we uh when i when we reformed in new york and uh we started getting into that scene quite a bit in the lower lower east side and of course brooklyn which we eventually moved from manhattan to brooklyn but that's where you know more stuff was happening and, uh, and we we had to earn it <laughs> it was it's yeah. not easy i the best thing about new york it wasn't necessarily that there was like a lot of people to go to shows i mean in any one night imagine a local music scene I'm not even exaggerating where there could be a hundred shows on, on like a Wednesday night, you know, so you didn't necessarily get tons of people at your show. Sometimes you would, you know, if you get a good sure. slot on a weekend or whatever, but the thing is, is like what it taught us mostly is that all the clubs there are run like a corporation in a weird way. And okay. like, um, like, you know, ahead of time, your set time is from seven to seven forty-five, and they don't budge on those times. Like everything is on the clock. So it's, you know, the other band ends at six forty-five. You have 15 minutes for that band to tear down your band to set up and start. And the later you start, the less time you have to play because mm -hmm. the sound guys will literally just pull the plug. If you're even a minute late, like, you know, it's That's good. no, I it's love no that joke. though. I do too. I, I love that. I and hate the, when I, I get so upset when a show starts going late because bands are just fucking around. We're just yeah, taking just taking their sweet time. It's like get off the stage, and you won't get booked again. I mean, you know, uh, if you do that. But the the reason they do it from the club's perspective is really they they really want turnover. <laughs> so what they want is a band to come in and bring twenty five people, play, and then you know basically clear the room for the next band to bring. I mean, they want people to stick around and drink, but it's all about this turnover. You know, right. they're and New, new York people. has a bringing in new people. Exactly, mm -hmm. and New York's weird. They're you know, there the supply of bands is much higher than the demand for people <laughs> yeah. to see them or the number of clubs. So, you know, we had a few bad gigs we didn't know about at the time, but book it booking gigs at a place where we were expected to bring a certain amount of people. And if we didn't, we had to pay the cover that those people would have paid. So there were shows that we left owing the club money. That um, sucks. Well, I don't it, like it that. Does, <laughs> it super sucks. It super sucks. But again, it's like at the end of the day the supply is high, the demand is low. And so that really teaches you to like be more selective in the shows you're mm -hmm. booking, spread Absolutely. them out, not be playing all the time. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. It taught us a bunch. So by the time <laughs> yeah. we got on Warp Tour, uh, that was that didn't phase us because they ran, they run Warp Tour the same way. Very so. tight yeah. ship. Very mm -hmm. tight yep. ship. And then that, 
that's actually our next question that okay, I've got. Yeah, for you. So we're just oh, we're gonna roll right what into a, that. What a transition! <laughs> look, look at that. Uh, you guys were a part of to, uh, Warp Tour 2017 alongside bands like Bowling for Soup, Neck Deep, Knock Loose, The Atari, Silverstein, and Hawthorne Heights, and a ton more. Don't forget Guar. Oh no, no, <laughs> Guar was on there, and that was even on my list that I wanted to write in there. Yeah, but I was just like. Eh gotta pick and choose yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that experience like and do you have any special memories from doing that tour well I mean first of all we were just totally blown away that we got chosen to do it we couldn't we couldn't believe it we were we were so excited we, we were so excited that we left New York in order to not have to pay our, our rent and go on this summer almost summer long tour so we picked up and moved from New York to Illinois at that point to to save money so that well so we could tour um and we we it was very for our perspective it was very DIY we didn't know we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> really sure. we had very little guidance most uh most people would rent like a space on a van and then they would have a driver but no, a two, we, like a tour, yeah, bus. A tour bus we did not mm-hmm. do that <laughs> we didn't it's, know that that was yeah. even an option so it we just a... had our SUV and we had we brought our friend to help us do merch and she helped drive and it was very punk rock but um and it was very exhausting but it was it was a blast um i don't know if i could do it again no way but, not without a driver yeah <laughs> exactly exactly cuz we just we just didn't really sleep we would sleep like two or three hours yeah. a night mm-hmm. and that's it yeah they um like the warp tour uh it's basically like anywhere between 7 and 8 you had to be at the the fairgrounds yep and mm-hmm. you load in and then they have a lottery unless you're a headliner of course but they have a lottery so you don't know what time you're going to play and there were shows where bands luckily we never got the short end of the stick like there were times when playing the at gates, 10 a.m <laughs> yeah there were times when the gates opened at 11 and they had the first band starting at 10 30 in the morning like literally just playing for the people there you know and That's the thing goes thing. until like mm-hmm. eight o'clock and we were on the west we started on the west coast and every day was a six to eight hour drive to the next venue and we didn't have a driver. And so yep. we eventually got to where they were kind of letting us sneak out early. Yeah. As soon um, as we would play our set, we would start to like get our stuff drive. ready and start yeah. to drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a, cool. it's a, it's a, an exhausting gig to do. Uh, especially if you don't have like a bus or a bandwagon or, you know, or, or have multiple people helping with driving. Uh, I did two years of warp tour and it's exhausting. Yeah. To yeah. say the least, I luckily was part of a, a bandwagon, uh, oh, nice. but <laughs> but that's I drove it. it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's part of what killed Warp Tour is that that by the time we got on Warp Tour in 2017, the the idea of the summer festival circuit was already like happening. And what I mean by festival circuit, you know, you're like your Bonnaroo, your right. uh, Coachella, yeah. those kind of things. And so any band that could have a draw they don't want to do that shit they don't want to deal with mm-hmm. a show every day for three months it's pretty grueling yeah. yeah and so when they could just do a weekend show four weekends out of the year and make as much from the you know maybe six shows you know just doing the big festival circuit and uh make as much money play in front of probably more people and i i think ultimately that was the demise of work i mean they i'm sure there's lots of demises but i don't think they could get anchors to play it by the end you know and yeah, the I'm... legacy acts that they were bringing on were great. But mm-hmm. if your legacy acts um, fan base is in their 40s and over, they don't want to deal with going to work. <laughs> it is just I feel like a lot of it was harder to get um, mid card bands because like smaller bands. um are all just excited like yeah we'll do anything no matter what you want me i'm in i'm there yeah yeah uh, you want me to pay like, for this yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll pay whole thing what do you need fifteen thousand? Yeah. i'm in here you go yeah. uh and then having like legacy acts that that's easy because they're gonna make bank every single mm-hmm. night and they just gotta play and party they don't gotta drive they don't gotta do merch they don't gotta do anything but like mm-hmm. when you get like the mid-card bands that have to do the driving that have to do, you know, maybe have a merch guy and, you know, like what you guys were doing, that is exhausting. It's harder to find bands that are able to do that. And 
yeah like and want to do that i mean everybody like nowadays like where we're at anyone would say that they'll oh i'll do warp tour you coming back okay i'll do it like i'll i'll do it because it's warp tour Mm -hmm. and everybody misses it now that it's gone Mm -hmm. that's true but when you had it it's easy to ignore it well the interesting thing was um Save Ferris was one of the legacy acts. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. we got to so spend awesome. quite a quite a bit of time with them. They were super cool people. Yeah, that was probably one of the coolest parts of being like we were eating lunch with these people every day, and they're just they're just so cool yes. to hang out yeah. with and talk to. And they would come even see our band sometimes. And sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no yeah. I was gonna say the interesting thing was though back to what you're saying though the smart thing that worked out for them <laughs> is they had Save Ferris, Goldfinger, and then there was a couple other bands that popped on and off like bowling for soup and a couple others they all had the same backing bands it was really just the lead singer uh was the only thing different you know what i mean like the horn section every band Mm -hmm. from california that had a horn section had the same horn section you know like uh smart they were smart right so they were getting more it it was more doable um and then they could i mean like this is boring this is the logistics of touring but um (laughs) we learned a lot that's what our audience is a lot yeah i I mean a lot of like (laughs) i would say the majority of our audience are people that are in bands that never got to do this wish that they could do this um you know and and like to learn about these things so one of the things we learned on warp tour is every year at least in recent history they they would have and i do not think i don't want to say this i'm going to say the word a different way because i don't want to put this in the air they would have a very unique band every year on the stage we were on and we got to be that band for one year which was cool and it ends up being the band that kind of like um the other people in bands and the crew end up kind of gravitating towards because no offense but how many blink 182 (laughs) clones you know can you handle in one summer or whatever um but the year before us was this band called masked intruder oh masked intruder so awesome love them (laughs) and they every every time it was like you know, Masked Intruder had your slot here last year. Yeah, we, we were like that year's Masked Intruder. I guess. So we felt like we had to like live up to this reputation. Yeah. But, uh, one, uh, one of my favorite bands that that played on the same stage as as you guys did was um, a band called P Lander Z. Oh love my god, them. we love them, them like a dozen times. So much, They're yeah. Insane. They're so I great. Have, I have a DVD of theirs. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in their great. documentary, and I didn't yeah. even know it. He is, when we lived in New York, we would see them out randomly at bars and stuff and we were at this place in Brooklyn and Tyson was asking was it P. Lander Red? P. Lander Red there's a documentary about P. Lander Z called Mad Tiger yeah it used to be on Netflix I think I don't know if it's still there or not yeah I don't know if it is or not but anyway yeah I was talking to P. Lander Red who was like our neighbor and I was asking if he was coming back to the band and he's talking to me and then we watched the documentary and I'm like, well, there I am talking to him. Well, one, one of our friends was like, I think Tyson is in the P. Landers. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like, cool. Like, there he is. Matt, have you ever heard of P. Landers? I can't say I have, unfortunately. I feel like so, I have yeah. to now though. Yeah. You, it's you like should. the Power Rangers plus yeah. punk rock music. Punk, yeah. And, yeah. Like so much audience participation. Like their shows were so fun. The first time we saw them was actually on a boat, like on this, river cruise thing <laughs> around right. manhattan and they were like doing their whole thing on on this boat that's like rocking in the waves <laughs> I, I recommend Literally. the song uh too many mike yeah that's a good song or boring party yeah they're, they're awesome yeah man you'll have to check that out <laughs> i'm going to have to so after warp tour um you, you, you mentioned that you'd move back to illinois to save money um, what made you put your focus more on performing on Twitch rather than in-person performances? Um, I think we never intended to do, to make that switch. We, um, a, man, a manager we were working with at the time and a few other people told us about Twitch and we just thought it would be an awesome thing to do just to rehearse and like, you know, connect with people that aren't in our area. And then we were going to just keep trying to tour and play local shows and things like that. And then, of course, the pandemic happened, and right. I, I think that's probably when we really decided that Twitch is the main thing that we're going to do. Well, the, and there, I mean, you know, we might as well, if we're telling the victory stories, we might might as well tell the, the defeat stories. So after Warp <laughs> Tour, yeah, uh, we decided to quickly try to capitalize on whatever goodwill we had built on Warp Tour and do our own tour. Uh, we were, We went through a booking agency, and we booked a bunch of places that were like, 
college towns. Yeah, places that, yeah. like, 10 years ago, no doubt there would have been 50 to 100 people. Uh, you know, if we're talking punk clubs, you know, even 25 people can feel like a huge amount yeah. of people. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So these were places that typically, like, Gabe's in Iowa City. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a place in Des Moines. I just forgot the name. It doesn't matter. But, but mostly in the Midwest area. Yeah. Vaudeville Muse. Yes, Vaudeville oh, Muse. Yeah. Yeah. The House in DeKalb, Illinois. Yep. Like, these are places that, like, in the former bands I had played in, like, it didn't matter what night of the week. If college was in session, these places were basically sold out, you know, just because it was a place to go. So we did this mm-hmm. tour about the second week into the school year, like in September mm-hmm. of 2017. Yeah, right after Warp Tour. Right basically. after Warp Tour. And uh, it was the worst. It was terrible. Like, there was <laughs> one, like multiple shows where the only people there were the bands. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, so we had like a place practice session. Yeah, basically. it was brutal. It was night after yeah. night. And I was, you know, talking to the sound guys, the people that ran the place of their bands, like, oh, this is the new norm. No, no one no one will go to shows anymore. Like, unless unless you have massive numbers on Spotify and Instagram. It's like, no one, no one is intellectually curious about music anymore. Uh, and unless there's a good local draw, that was the biggest problem with the tours. Yeah, we didn't have any local bands. It was three touring bands. It was for. never a local act <laughs> oh, on the show. Sure. Yeah, was, was so no one knew who any of us were. <laughs> yeah, that that was not our fault. Uh, yeah. The, but the other thing is, no one. I mean, not no one, but clubs don't promote anymore either. That no. was you no. Know, that, no, that, no. So anyway, long story short, so that was highly defeating. We had basically all but given up on, you know, doing. We 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 were definitely not going to tour anymore. And uh, so we started doing the Twitch thing and we thought, well, if we can get any traction on there, we can figure out where these people live and then maybe book like a really specific tour to, you know, pockets. Yeah. Smart. But, yeah. yeah. Then, then the pandemic happened. We were one of the few musical acts fairly established by the time the pandemic hit. And then um, it just took off from there, thankfully. And now we don't leave our basement very often. Yeah. We haven't played any in-person <laughs> gigs this year. Last year we did two or three, I think, but. This year we didn't do any yeah. in-person gigs. Next year, hopefully, well, our record yeah. will be done by then, and then we'll do something. Mm-hmm. Tyson has with his other bands, but not this band. <laughs> I don't have other active bands. Reunion no. shows. Reunion, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like I don't have any. Come, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Twitch, so you guys have amassed a, a very big following and community on your Twitch channel. Uh, you're at currently at 17.5 thousand followers you have an incredibly unique and fun channel for our listeners and viewers that have never been on twitch or are still new to twitch in your in your own words can you tell them what your channel is about and why they are missing out by not watching it oh <laughs> yeah it's hard to describe <laughs> well i mean we're still like we're still blown away that we've had any success on it on twitch too it's just it's uh it's awesome we love it so much and it's it's just so inspiring to us and it's why we're, we are continuing to do music and and we want to we want to keep bringing art and music to everybody because our community is so freaking cool but um our stream uh we're well, we're we're a band from another dimension <laughs> first of all so you have to kind of keep that in mind when you watch our stream but you'll probably describe it better than well i would just say like the simplest way to describe it is like we're basically it's it's very similar to Wee's playhouse but if they also had music so we um we have it's not just we don't just play i mean we stream for four hours usually only on fridays these days and uh, it's a mixture of music, and then we have some characters and animations, and Chicken Burger Disco does all sorts of cool video animations and stuff. And then there's, you know, participation with the viewers in the chat. And um, yeah, it's like a psychedelic interdimensional Pee-wee's Playhouse is, yeah. the, is the best yeah. way. It's like doing it. a TV show every week instead of playing in a gig, <laughs> just yeah. playing a and gig. And we try to keep it moving. I, I mean, if you've seen, there's a lot of streamers that will spend a lot of time uh, talking and uh, sort of doing almost like live uh vlogging of like you know biographical stuff and they'll play a few songs Mm -hmm. and they'll talk we try to keep it we kind of steered away from that now we just we basically try to keep it like four hours of non-stop nonsense it's also why we can only really do it you know once maybe sometimes twice it's a a little tiring it's exhausting and we stand up i think we're Mm -hmm. one of the only streamers that stands up when they play music on twitch (laughs) we're too we we, we're too hype we can't sit down (laughs) but um when we play music but 
another aspect of it is the visuals like yeah. if you're if you're watching this on youtube you're getting a little hint of what our visuals are like but that's a big part of our stream is the we try to make um like when we're playing music live music we we make it look like a music video that's our goal yeah it's like you're in a live music video uh <laughs> i love it okay. i don't know i don't know if we just i don't know if anybody wants to see what we just described but it's yeah i don't know if you <laughs> like articulate like 80s uh synth wave new wave and 90s music and then a lot of originals you know we play yeah a lot of people say it reminds them of like old school mtv and stuff like that I was going to say, like, I don't know if I get, I don't know what a sitting down fantastic plastic stream would look like. That, <laughs> I, I feel like that I'd be thrown, so thrown off, just showing up with like an acoustic guitar. Yeah, we'll do and... unplugged. <laughs> People have asked us to do that. And we're like, uh, I don't know. It's not really our, it would be fun, but. Just like really break the internet and sit down. There's no artsy <laughs> stuff. You're just like, it just looks like you're in a cafe. Yeah. You know. Just and then your 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 streamer yeah. songless is just Wonderwall. <laughs> Here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the other things uh, I I think that we've done that helped us on Twitch is uh, we learned early on one of the things about Twitch. The fastest way to grow on Twitch is this thing they have called raids. Um, mm -hmm. And especially like when you're streaming and you're done, you have you've amassed your audience. You could just end your stream and then leave them to do whatever, or you can raid, which takes your audience and then puts them in someone else's stream. And we got lucky early on and had some really big streamers raid us. And uh, one of the things we did is we just kept reinvesting the money we made off stream back into the stream. We turned our channel into kind of like raid bait. So like if someone is just <laughs> scrolling through. It's very colorful. Yeah, right. like they will gravitate towards it towards our stream because it looks like nothing else i mean there's other streams that look similar but you know what i mean it's it's eye-catching right off the bat absolutely that's well, helped a lot and i feel like it's been eye-catching for a long because like when i found you guys i don't even know how many months it's been three years now you were still it was you you hadn't gotten the whole background yet um but you still have the, the colorful shirts with changing colors and all that and it's i think eye-catching is such a great way to put it it's just like well what what the what is this like this is amazing <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think we just had the project. We used to actually have a projector yeah. on projecting yeah. against the wall. That's what we would do at our live gigs. We we always we've always had visuals as part of our you know performance, and so we would have we bring a projector and have like the visuals projected on the wall behind us. So we turned that more into this. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're digital drugs. <laughs> okay sorry enough about us well this is all about us. <laughs> wait a minute that's, that's the point. okay you ask us questions now huh? okay. <laughs> okay it's I've our got, turn <laughs> i've got one for you i speaking of bowling for soup i just found this out this week and it's blowing my mind did you know that their their hit song 1985 is a cover yeah of sr 71's song Damn, we did right, not know that know our yeah. minds are blown you guys hear that Experts. We actually had Jared on our podcast, right? Oh, wow. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, Very earlier cool. on in this season, or so early, early this year. It's a fun time. Good dude. He's also oh. the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. If you didn't know that, what? Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. we're learning so much. We'll have to listen to that one. That's, that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh. the dude's busy. He does a lot of stuff. Very cool. Well, we have uh, one more question for you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If oh, you, I was going to say, all the people I know that got rich from being in a punk rock band ended up on the business end of it. Like, I don't know anybody that's making money from being a musician. I know there are people <laughs> that do make money from being musicians, but the people I know directly all got into management or other business ventures related to music. So it makes sense that as a side gig, you know, doing voiceover work and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to take a page. Yeah, because he was also like he did like Phineas and Ferb and oh, so cool! Oh, I love that show. Yeah, the, the I think he did the soundtrack for it, and then he's also like a character. That's on, really cool. On, like a not a main one, but like a just obscure character that comes along. Very cool. Matt, what were you gonna say now, bud? <laughs> so we have one more question on this uh, before we go to a quick break. If you could give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out, what would it be? Stop playing so many shows. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't burn out your local audience. Don't become the band that becomes 
it's it's cool to be the king of your scene if you have like a legit scene like if you're starting like a series of house parties and that's your scene but like don't don't just you'll just you'll burn yourself your friends your family your fans out just yeah. play less make it make it so so meaningful when you play that people lose their mind that they get to see you yeah i i concur because <laughs> we we, we yep. made that mistake so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a very 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 common mistake that a lot of bands make i i have friends that are making that right now mm-hmm. uh you know i just it's it's a common thing um it and it's hard because you you want to play but yeah. yes it's already the part. yeah it's already so hard to get friends and family to come to a show period so <laughs> Like if you spread your local show out to once every three to four months, you got a lot better of a chance of getting them to come every time or at least a third of the time. Definitely. One of my favorite things when we were touring was to find out that one of the opening acts was a band playing their first show. And I know that sounds oh, yeah. funny, but I'm no, dead that's serious. great. Because that's what yeah. happens. Everyone comes out the first time and then the band gets excited and they play another show the next weekend and they get like a tenth of the audience. Like, what just happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> my uh my least favorite thing going on that same thing is is finding out that the opening band, um, or like not the local band, because typically I think locals should probably usually headline. Yeah, because, anchor. Yeah. You, you know, they're the local. Uh but when the local has played the week before oh, and it's yeah. like oh cool thanks no one or even here. the same night that happens i don't think i've had that but <laughs> but that's uh yeah it that's that's great information for you know newer bands or even established band more established bands that are still doing that I learn. think early on you have to play a bunch of shows. You get and, better too. Yeah, it's a good practice, and you, yeah, you learn what works, what doesn't work. So it's, yeah, it is, but, it is good to. Like there was that. this band that got big when we first moved to New York called Parquet Courts. Have you ever heard of them? I have not. No. Stumped us on that one. It doesn't matter, but they they were kind of like a 2010 blow up a- okay. act, and and from Brooklyn was like their moniker. You know, like everyone's like, oh, from Brooklyn, or maybe they're from Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when we moved to Brooklyn, I, I we were so dumb about the scene. Nobody, I knew lots of people in the music scene. No one had ever seen them play a show. And as far as we know, they had never played a show in Brooklyn. You know? But there was also this like <laughs> underground thing. Like, I don't know if we ever just didn't break into that or what was going on. But yeah, there was a lot. They're like, Brooklyn band. What? We never heard of them. Because we always yeah. heard about Matt and Kim and uh, uh, Daft, uh, not Daft Punk, LCD Sound System got famous playing like parties you know mm-hmm. house parties yeah yeah but we, we were never invited into that scene <laughs> we played a couple but <laughs> not in new york did we oh they're like people that we knew oh, yeah. Yeah. okay sorry anyway okay <laughs> that's all good well on that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our next segment What's up, friends? We're super stoked to tell you that we just partnered with G Fuel. And let me tell you, there is no more pop punk beverage on the market right now than G Fuel. G Fuel keeps you energized, focused, and hydrated. If you go to gfuel.com right now and use code UNSIGNEDPOPPUNK, you're going to save 20% off your entire order. You can get it in the tub form and have 40 freaking servings of flavors like Rick and Morty's Unstable Portal Fluid, which is a delicious strawberry limeade, or get something in the can form like Sonic's Peach Rings or Crash Bandicoot's Wumpa Fruit. Go to gfuel.com and check it out for yourself. Let us know what your favorite flavor is. And once again, don't forget to use our code UNSIGNEDPOPPUNK to save 20%. It's a heck of a deal, man. We're back. Uh, We got our next segment coming up here. This is the um, what Matt put here is the ever popular segment because it's newly popular. It's very popular. It's taking the world by storm. This is our world food for thought segment. <laughs> so the first question on that is being from Illinois and living roughly nearish Chicago, then moving to New York, 
it's nearish, you know, it's nearish. Yeah. Move into mm-hmm. Chicago and then move into I, New York. I feel like which, there's a pizza question. <laughs> it is. Which style of pizza do you feel is superior? Tyson feels very strongly about this, so I'm going to let him go first. That's good. I love that. I love strong opinions. <laughs> My favorite kind of pizza, um, there's debate on whether it's original Chicago style, Detroit style, or St. Louis style, but it's cracker thin crust. Uh, very very like like a cracker and it's cut in squares like little squares yeah and it's very light and that's my favorite kind of pizza you would um, love you would love it yeah. up here in duluth minnesota you guys have that is that is like that's tavern our, style I guess. that's our brand oh. this is the the second chicago based people who said that's their favorite pizza actually action oh. adventure said that the that's no their action thing. adventure said like more brick oven style. Well, he, he was saying tavern style Oh, well, that's what it's whatever. called. Whatever. The thinner style. and crisper okay. it is. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. So, moving to New York, they always talk about Brooklyn, New York style pizza slices. Mm-hmm. New York pizza is absolute hot garbage. I don't care who unfollows <laughs> us. Their pizza, it's trash pizza made for people that are trashed. Hey, I was going to say I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's great when it's 3 a.m. and you're wasted. It's the perfect pizza. But you like, have to find the right place, though, because, yes, yeah. there's a lot of terrible pizza, but. If you find the right place, even the dollar slice, if you find the right one, it's pretty good. There are also <laughs> pizza places in New York, but not yeah. the ones that say they're New York style pizza. I'm saying New York style pizza is a greasy bed of the big throwaway giant slice. You got to fold it in half. Come on. It's like, it's good. Definitely. I lived in New York longer than him. So maybe I got brainwashed. I, I think know. like the, st- like w- random going back to, movies and things but like but yeah we both what, don't like chicago style by the way that, well the casserole style <laughs> yeah 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 the thick pit, uh, pan whatever they call with it, the that, sauce right? on top uh, yeah yeah, yeah. not your jam that's Mm-mm. fair but i remember watching like those like early 90s 89 or whatever teenage mutant ninja turtles where they've got that big ass new york sliced pizza yeah. and i've always been always wanted like that pizza and i agree I, when i went to new york i never fucking got that pizza it wasn't good <laughs> i never got it it was bullshit but i've been told that there's great pizza in in new york city but i'll tell you i haven't had it yet and i'm a little disappointed that i haven't been able to have it if anybody wants to send me some in the mail I might try it. You know, just freeze it. There's two places that we really yeah, loved in, in New Brooklyn, York. Barbacino's. Oh yeah, Barbacino's, which is in walking distance to our house. It was a brick oven. It mm-hmm. was like the real okay. fluffy, like pastry crust almost. I like and then a brick place oven. in Manhattan uh, called Vezos. It was more like that tavern style, super yeah. thin. I think that's uh, very cr- crispy. What somebody else has said was that place as well. So yeah, it's very good. That's the thing, in New York. If you get a place uh, that it's good there's a there, we also have this really awesome taco place by us called uh oh cello's uh i forgot the name already it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but it was a place people would come from all over to this taco place and you have to wait around the around the block and it was cool because it started in a truck and then started as a window and then became a brick and mortar restaurant and then got bigger and bigger what the hell is that place what in like what kind of like street tile street taco style tacos then or yeah but with like uh sort of gourmet qualities to it i don't know you could just get your straight up like you know carne asada taco or whatever but they but they have these awesome sauces what the hell is that place? it doesn't matter it'll pop up to me in the middle of the stream on franklin (laughs) street in crown heights brooklyn yes and i know it's still there i just looked it up the other day towards prospect park Kind of I, Matt, I'll, I'll take I'll take this other one since okay. Just with like, I'm so looking up tacos. I, I, I was, huh? It's this one's not tacos, oh. but I <laughs> I had thought of like a like a little kiss Mary kill variation. But you gotta choose what you want to do with uh, a couple fast food burger joints, though. So you've got McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's. Oof. What are you gonna kiss Mary kill? Um, I think we, at Burger King. I think I have to kill. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've never really had a good experience there. McDonald's? We talked about this. That's a Midwest thing. Burger King is oh. only good apparently in the Midwest. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> experienced that. Or over here. Minnesota. It's pretty bad. Apparently, mostly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I would say Wendy's, I guess. Uh, kiss and the McDonald's, Mary, because McDonald's, <laughs> even though it's terrible, Your French fries are so consistent. It's very consistent, yeah. and you want, you know, you know, you could live off, I could live off their chicken McNuggets. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I had to. So, do you agree? Are you on board with me, or would you switch around anything? I know why you like Wendy's better, but I, I personally find Wendy's generally to be more disgusting. There was a period, <laughs> though, in the early two thousands when they were really good and they had these really good sea salt fries and I, yeah I, don't know. I just feel like their quality is more hit or miss agreed so you switch those two you, oh, okay you said you could live off the nuggets what's the sauce what's the sauce choice i guess barbecue yeah I mean, or Ooh. ketchup barbecue. i know uh, see committing one crimes of the, right now. one of the things i i really enjoy about burger king is their like their nuggets They've got like they've got the spicy <laughs> spicy nugs, and I like those. I think those ones are good. Mm, I never tried those. I do like their nuggets. They're more like I didn't even know they had nuggets. To be like <laughs> fries, aren't they like longer and skinny? Those are the chicken fries. They got chicken oh. fries. Yeah, <laughs> the but nuggets are the, the ten for nuggets. a dollar. Okay. Yeah, and they're dollar. like, yeah, they, their nuggets are nuts too. Like they're so cheap. Like they, yeah, they have like a ten pack for a buck fifty or something like that. <laughs> We were, we were just watching uh, quality some, yeah. some uh, some skits from Saturday Night Live from the last week, and they did a whole <laughs> they did a hilarious skit about the Arby's uh, uh, five roast beef for ten dollars, and they're yeah. like, "How is it possible? <laughs> you can't even buy that much roast beef for ten dollars." Yeah, it's eleven dollars a pound. So <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they were like, "Let me pay twenty dollars yeah. for three sandwiches, <laughs> and I'll feel better about it." <laughs> uh i haven't watched saturday night live in a very long time but i did just see that they recently did a did a skit about with like keenan and kel yes the yeah. And yeah that kel was show. last week yeah this week yeah, okay it's really that was, funny was so so funny there's mm-hmm. a new cast member that is the farthest out person they've ever had on their name well she was kind of a punk rock video artist named sarah squirm okay and i can't remember what her real name is but she's on snl and anytime she's on you're like fasten your seat belts and usually yeah. they put her on late at night because there's later in the thing because her stuff is just so so far out yeah okay i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna watch it tonight i'm gonna watch one yeah just it doesn't matter she did a chucky one that was pretty funny yeah well but i love kind of got famous in the beginning of covid for making this like little mini like movie not a movie it was like a long form video thing about the vaccine but it's like super gross out like can barely watch it but uh anyway <laughs> Lots of fun. There Lots you go. I love that, it. Let's talk about food more. No, <laughs> we got one more question in our food segment. Yeah. You are in charge of creating a dinner party for all your music heroes. Code Red Cola is obviously on the menu, but what else do you serve? Oh, that's nice. Um, what else do we serve? We got to have some protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say filet of protein. Oh, yikes. Okay. Um, Chicken burgers. Chicken burgers. burgers. Yeah. Um, We have a lot of... We a lot of have a lot of hot dog imagery. <laughs> Corn dogs. Corn dogs are oh, a big deal. That's right. Corn One of our characters, uh, Bulk Shogun, who's like an interdimensional doppelganger of Hulk Hogan. Yes. Bulk Shogun. He invented nice. this year a uh, Thanksgiving corn dog. Yeah. It has all the Thanksgiving things. Yeah, it's a turkey One dog. Corn dog. And the outside, what was the outside? The the uh, cornbread. Oh, yeah, cornbread, uh, obviously. <laughs> and then inside it had your stuffing and green bean casserole. And then, cranberry and then instead sauce of ketchup and mustard, yeah. you can use like, cranberry sauce. Oh, I mean, I fuck with it. I, yeah. I'd try it. That sounds... <laughs> I'd try it. I, I got to ask now, though. Dork pork. Dork. Is it so... like a turkey turkey dog then inside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got dark, it. Dark meat only, though. <laughs> who, who are the music, your music heroes who are eating this m- meal with you <laughs> david bowie would be there the, go- well, the ghost of david bowie. yes the ghost of david bowie um beck i think would be yeah. there beck hansen would have to be there weird owl yeah um, oh yeah oh. debbie harry would be there um who else Gary Newman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He would be at the head of the table. And then just to modernize <laughs> it up, we'd also have the ghost of Kurt Cobain. 
Yes. Um, I think Rivers Cuomo would be a buzzkill, although if you want to have <laughs> dinner with him. Just be a buzzkilling pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be a Turkey ridiculous dogs. meal. I, half Gwen, these people I think are Gwen Stefani would be fun, too. <laughs> yeah. Gwenifer? Gwen Stefani, too. Love yeah. it. And uh, why not uh, Bad Bunny, whoever the F that guy is? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys, do you guys know who he is or anything about him? I'm like, I, I'm never felt older in my life when I started seeing the Spotify analytics. Yeah, that's what I saw too. I, was... I don't, I don't know at all what you're talking about. He I, makes, I know, great I know this like, Spotify. Yeah. I know this like really awesome like hip hop group called Bad Rabbits. No, so not, so not Bad Bunny thing. for the last three years has been the most streamed artist on Spotify by like a billion. To yeah, zillion. like this year he had eight, eighteen billion streams. Like Drake is like number two and nowhere close. Like Drake, this Drake wouldn't even be able to collab on Bad Bunny because <laughs> it would hurt. He's that popular, yeah. That is yeah, so wild that like somebody could be that popular, and at least four of us not have a yeah. fucking clue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. who the fuck well, that is it's he's a it's a regatron you know so that's that yeah huh. <laughs> interesting we don't get a lot of reg- regatron artists on our playlist but i feel like i would you, you would at least like i know who fucking taylor swift is like yeah like a household you know? name type thing yeah, yeah. you know I if know. you're getting 80 billion streams you'd think you'd be pretty household Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, one of the biggest uh, like international artists, and I just sure don't is. think he has like Hit made the it to the mainstream. <laughs> yeah, yeah he hasn't made it to the Midwest yet. <laughs> yeah, right. We're too eating our, our tavern pizza. And- if you yeah, lived right, in yeah. New York or California, you'd probably know. Okay, yeah, probably. Okay. He's played maybe the Brooklyn bass. French will be tested. <laughs> Rapid fire questions. That is it for our food for thought segment. We've got one segment left, and that's our rapid fire question segment. Through this, you, you, well, you each should answer this because this can sometimes be a little, you know, people can bump heads here. We've broken up bands and Uh-oh. I hope we don't break up because we're married. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't, as far as I know, no one's actually broken up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Mountain Dew or Mellow Yellow? Mountain Dew. I kind of like Mellow Yellow. We're starting out. Oh, gosh. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) I've never seen you you drink Mellow Yellow. (laughs) But I've only seen you drink uh, Mountain Dew if we go to Taco Bell, which is, we don't really Baja know Black. Anymore. Yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Next question. <laughs> Horror <laughs> or comedy movies? Oh, comedy. Oh. Comedy, yeah. Okay. Do you, either of you still listen to radio stations? Every day. In the car, we do. Really? Oh, I do. I only do in the car. Yeah. But you in do, the car. you well, do on like live radio type thing right? yeah um in the car we listen to the radio and then i listen to like a streaming app of our local npr station <laughs> wow okay okay like right. you two are currently the first people to be like very like adamant that yes yes i do mm-hmm. i think it's important <laughs> i i like yeah. i'm serious i think it's important to listen to terrestrial radio and uh whether it's for music or news or whatever, I, I think you can get way too detached if you're like constantly on Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or your sure, sure. Or whatever, so. Love it. Okay, sorry. Cart- Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon? Cartoon Network. Yeah. Boy, though, it's hard, though, because there was a... St- I'm going to say Cartoon Network because I think they've stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. But that Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, and Doug all dropping at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was huge. That was a big deal, yeah. Well, Rugrats is still on. It is? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ren and, like Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy was just too... <laughs> the babies are 15 they weren't. They weren't ready for it. <laughs> yeah, the babies are old as fuck, man. <laughs> they just wear the same clothes still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Nickelodeon stood the test of time too, but they're both like they're both just different though. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. to me the difference is that Nickelodeon 
really shifted hard from animation to compete with I think like Disney's uh tween sitcom stuff yeah you know Clarissa explains it all those kind of shows and I I feel like that's where they they at least anyway I felt like they got they didn't do as much with cartoons Mm -hmm. after that kind of stuff really started catching on in the I think they started mostly that way because they had like Clarissa you know in the late mid 80s early 90s you know they had like Clarissa explains it all. Hey, dude, salute your shorts. Most of those became popular before they had cartoons. Oh, that might that might be true. Oh yeah, because I don't. But, know. I just I just don't I just don't think of Nickelodeon as an animation studio. I guess maybe I should. Maybe maybe there's more that I'm not aware of. Anyway, I just think Cartoon Network. You know, they had they they started with Dexter's Lab and Johnny mm-hmm. Bravo and Powerpuff oh, yeah. Girls. Powerpuff yeah. Girls mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, so cool. to, to it, the stuff they've done with Adult Swim, which has been hit or miss, and then, you know, but it's, I love their like middle of the night, weird fucking <laughs> Adult Swim stuff, though. That's that it's just out there. Too many cooks. Oh, too many cooks. That's so funny. This one you basically have already answered, but we'll do it again anyways. Thin crust or regular crust pizza? Thin crust, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay also Lohan. Because the way you feel afterwards. You know, it's oh, more about, yeah. it's, you know. You so. know, if you eat thin crust, you're not going to feel as full. You're not going to feel that's as true. bloated. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's kind of like diet food. It's, it's a healthy go. choice. It's, a healthy <laughs> it's, the, choice. it's the healthy pizza. That's right. Healthy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan or Tara Reed? Lohan. Lohan. I own a jacket. True yeah, story. we have a weird story. Well, I, have a, I, have a, I have a lot of weird Lindsay Lohan story. <laughs> uh, a lot of I weird own... Lindsay Lohan oh, stories. Whoa. Okay. All right. Just I, tell the, the one. I, yeah, I'm just going to tell the jacket story. I own a jacket that Lindsay Lohan bought that's like a custom, one of a kind, like jean jacket. Like it's like a green, like really cool tailored like kind of military looking style okay that she bought i don't think she had it made for but bought from like you know like uh, it looks handmade to me it's totally handmade definitely yeah Yeah. and she bought it for pete wentz um there's so much more to this story (laughs) long story short is pete wentz had a girlfriend could not wear the jacket gave it to my friend who was his living in his pool house and it didn't fit my friend, and my friend gave it to me. And it so whenever I wear it, I usually wear it in the spring for a couple of weekends, and it's the low end. He calls it the low end. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the most amazing story ever. Have you guys seen the new Lindsay Lohan movie? We want to see we it. Will. We haven't That's... seen it yet, but it's on our list. You want to tell them about our, our weekend movies? Oh, yeah. We like to have wine not nights where we drink wine and watch really like silly movies like that. I like it. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, we can give you our playlist of the finest wine not movies. <laughs> yeah. And a, I, with the pairing of wine yeah. <laughs> yeah, that goes yeah, with so it. I need to know what, what wine pairs with it, though, yeah. for sure. The, the number one movie I'll recommend right off the bat is a movie that was panned hardcore when it came out unfairly because of stuff going on at the time is a, is a movie starring John Depp and Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> called Depp. Mordecai. Okay. Yeah. Especially I've like heard of it. Br- I wanted humor. to see it. It's, yeah, it's like a British whodunit art, art heist movie. Sure. Very funny. What else is on that? The wrong Missy. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, the wrong Missy is yeah. amazing. <laughs> it is hilarious. Uh, what else? Masterminds. That's a good one. Yeah, Masterminds. Um, Which one's Masterminds? It's a based on a true story. It's directed by the guy that directed Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it's about an armored car heist that stars Zach Galifianakis and uh, Wow Owen Wilson. <laughs> I think I've seen it. Wow. And uh, wow. Yeah, and Kristen Wiig and some okay. others. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one. And then there's a weird one that's only on Netflix that's by some people from the Mighty Boosh called um, Mind Horn. <laughs> Mind Horn. It's so okay. weird and so good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Sorry, movie recommendations out. Yes. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. Um, on the topic of Lindsay Lohan and Tara Reid, and in that movie though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it it is a good movie. I have is already. Tara Reid in it. No, Tara Reid is not. Oh, in it. oh <laughs> just just Lindsay Lohan, but she is she's back. Out. She is yeah. back to like mean girls form. She great. did. It's great. Nice. It's it's I'm very glad. funny. Supposedly Freaky Friday sequel. Jamie oh. Curtis is down. That's They're trying what to. What I heard. 
and Mean Girls is not off the table. Oh, Whoa. you heard it here first? <laughs> I don't know. There, you've <laughs> heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Let's get her in a Marvel movie. Tyson knows her. No, there, <laughs> he knows the like, pool boy. Yeah, he knows the right. pool boy. <laughs> I do. There is a there's a nice little there's a nice little nod to Mean Girls in this new oh, nice. movie too. So Very it's pretty cool. great. We have two song uh two questions. Okay, left sorry, rapid you. fire. <clears throat> rapid fire, rapid fire. This is how this is how rapid fire goes. Very not rapid fire. Uh <laughs> Newfound Glory or MXPX? I played shows with Newfound Glory. So I was I'll, gonna say them I'll too. Pick yeah, them. Me too. Nice. Sorry, I'm not a fan of either. either oh, really? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. You know, and to be fair, like, you know, this is like most of our our guests are very like pop punk ish, yeah. And you guys just rock. You know, you got that. You're our masked intruders, fair. Yeah, you're yes. our masked intruders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my uh, one of my my first band, uh, my first real band, we played a show drive through records when they were getting off the ground, came to our town and did a showcase and my band awesome. opened for it. And it was Newfound Glory, um, RX Bandits, Alistair, wow. and okay, one them. other band that was was at that time. They were all really nice guys. I just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the music for me. <laughs> That's but, fair. I I would have pooped myself. We just Drive. had Alistair on on. We did. Oh, we yeah. just had Alistair on the podcast as well. Nice. So I think one of them. So that band actually started around where we started. I think. Yeah, yeah, I they're from Chicago. From, yeah, yeah, and I think they're actually a bunch of them are from Bloomington Normal, which is kind of near where we live. And one of the guys I think is like a lawyer in Bloomington right now. I think the drummer. Oh, wow. I can't remember, but anyway, nice. yeah, they're cool. We're we're kindred spirits from the same area for sure. Nice. I know Tim lives in Schaumburg. So we're talking. I was talking about that's the only place I remember playing shows in the early 2000s in Chicago. Just we playing Schaumburg all the time. We got one question left for you. Okay. This one isn't uh, in this or that. This is just testing your your knowledge here. Can you sing to us the O'Reilly Auto Parts jingle? Yes. Oh, dang. That was close. Oh. <laughs> I didn't remember that middle part. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I love it. Last season's question was um, bagel what was bites. it? The bagel bites jingle. Oh, remember that remember. at all? No. I remember the hot, the hot pockets one. There's a hot pocket. Oh, hot, hot pockets. pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Diarrhea pockets. Oh, give, him, yeah. give him the jingle yeah. pack. Give him the jingle. Oh, you yeah. want to hear? You want to hear it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Oh yeah, I remember now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Damn fine. That's damn fine. Yeah. Thanks. 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 <laughs> You know, they should call me next time they need (laughs) need somebody to sing that song for them. Yeah. (laughs) But that's it. You guys did it. You finished the podcast. Now's your chance. Let everybody know what you got going on, where they can find you, and what's next. Okay. Well, uh, pretty much any Friday night, uh, with rare exceptions, uh, we stream on Twitch. It's just uh, fantastic. No, the. Just fantastic plastics all one word on twitch twitch.tv slash fantastic plastics and usually we start uh let's just say roughly 8 p.m uh central time and uh, we stream for about four hours and we do you know covers or originals lots of goofy stuff and uh we're continuing uh releasing uh new music all the time uh on spotify apple music everywhere yeah and uh I guess that's it. I don't know. Did I forget important things? I don't know. I don't know. Our website is just thefantasticplastics.com. There's not much on there, though, yeah. except for links to all Links to stuff. everything. Yeah, but yeah. it's the easiest <laughs> place for people to go to where they can find anything, any links to anything they want of you. Any yep. socials, music. Exactly. All that's all there. I will point out uh, our last album. Uh, I forgot the name. Malfunction. Malfunction. <laughs> you malfunctioned. <laughs> and our new album is coming out. Uh, 
both of those, uh, I don't know, I, this is just name dropping, but were mixed and mastered by this guy named Josh Hager, who uh, is currently and has been in Devo for like 10 years. That's and he's awesome. like an awesome audio engineer. Super yeah, and he comes from a cool family of them too. His brother is like Beck's front of house and like St. Vincent. And like anytime there's a big TV event with a cool indie artist, he's probably the guy doing the sound. So wow. anyway, cool, cool pedigree on our record. And uh, he's, a, he's a swell guy. Too, he's making so. it sound really nice. <laughs> we would just record everything at home on like real yeah. basic stuff. Like you guys could go get a guitar center. And then mm-hmm. uh, we don't spend a lot of time or energy I used to be obsessed with like, you got to mic it here. You got to do this. And I, I don't do it anymore because you get a guy that's really good at mixing and mastering and um, he works his magic. Works his magic. <laughs> yeah. Polishes the turd as the kids say. As the kids say these days. Always, they're always saying We got to polish his turd. No, I don't want that to be the last thing we say. Oh, right give here. us a better that's catchphrase. It. See you later, bye. <laughs> Polishes turd. Click. (laughs) And good night. We've been fantastic. (laughs) So anyway, we started in 2009. (laughs) Just gonna start over now. (laughs) Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Okay. But with that, on that note, that was a fantastic way to end it. On a high note, all laughing. With that, it's been another episode. Where did all my friends go? A podcast about life in the music industry. And we're going to see you all next Monday. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsignedpoppunk. Let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see. Thank you all so much.